Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin, and I believe that life and money are both messy and rarely fit inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready for some grace-filled money and life discussions, you have come to the right place. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you are having a great day. January is buzzing on by. Usually January moves at a snail's pace for me, um, but I think because this is a break from college right now, it's going by a little faster than I want it to, but that's okay. We're, we're hanging in there. So today we're going to talk about little mental adjustments that you can make when it comes to getting out of debt or getting in control of your spending. Because when we talk about getting out of debt, it can feel a bit overwhelming, right? Like it takes a a lot of huge changes to get out of debt. That's not always true. Yes, there will be some lifestyle changes that need to be made. And yes, you'll have to change your thought process and relationship with money. But I truly and honestly believe that it is small changes that have the biggest impact on our lives because one change leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And I've talked about keystone habits on this podcast before. A good example of a keystone habit is when you decide to drink more water and then you feel better. You have a little bit more energy. So maybe you get up and take a walk and that lowers your stress and everything just has a domino effect. And I've personally found that when it comes to managing my finances, those small actionable changes that I make on a daily basis that are more sustainable have had the biggest and lasting impact. So let's talk about some of those small changes. So one of them is not to let your emotions dictate how you spend money. This is a huge one for so many people and it is a huge one for me. So you get sad, you get upset, you get stressed out, you're heartbroken, you're angry, you're surprised, you're shocked, any of those emotions, you're going through just a difficult time period. And it's so easy to shop, to fill that void, to fill that emptiness, to give yourself a little, almost like a high, to make yourself feel better. But in the end, when that credit card bill comes, you're not going to feel good for very long. So you have to try really hard to make thoughtful purchases to not rob your future because you feel bad right now. Focusing on limiting that emotional spending has such a big impact. Coming up with healthier, better coping skills. Maybe journaling, walking, reading a library book, My thing right now is turning off all the lights in the bathroom, lighting some candles, playing some instrumental music, and taking a shower with just the candlelight makes me feel better. Finding ways that we can manage stress and anxiety and anger and sadness that don't require spending money, turning those feelings into something useful. And so one thing, a practice that I got into when I was dealing with emotional spending and paying off debt was to ask myself, am I still going to feel this way a week from now? Am I still going to feel this way when I wake up tomorrow morning? 
My next tip is don't buy things just because they're on sale. We all fall into this trap, right? Buying things on sale if you need them and if you've been planning it, by all means, get the best deal possible. Don't buy, but don't buy things just because they're on sale. A few years ago, I needed a new comforter. I grabbed one off the shelf simply because it was on sale. It was not comfortable. It was itchy and it was hot. And I used it for about three months and then ended up donating it and then going and buying a more expensive comforter, one that better suited my needs. And I'm still using it to this day. That other one was a waste of money. Yes, I needed it, but I bought it because it was on sale. And there are a lot of things that I've purchased that I didn't need just because they were on sale. Like if I sat down and did the math on things that I bought just in 2022 because they were on sale, it it would probably be a shameful amount of money. So I'm not going to do that because I don't want to make myself feel bad today. But this is something, a trap that we all fall into. Making smart purchases taking the time to think about it, taking the time to research, and again, not shopping when we're bored and buying things when they're on sale really does have a big impact on our bottom line. Ask yourself, do I really need this? Where am I going to put it? Do I have the money to spend? Have I budgeted for it? Am I going to have to take money from somewhere else? And do I have something in my house that already serves this purpose? And what am I going to get rid of? If I'm doing one in, one out, so I don't just pack my space with clutter, what am I going to get rid of if I bring this into my home? My next tip is don't spend money that you don't have yet. Now, this isn't the same as don't spend money you don't have, as in don't put everything on a credit card, which I don't recommend either. But don't spend money that hasn't been given to you yet. So we are getting into tax preparation season, right? Those 1099s and W-2s and receipts and all those things are starting to come in the mailbox. And you may start hearing commercials or seeing commercials about tax preparation and tax returns. And there are a lot of funny memes about spending a tax return I guess it would be a refund. Your returns are the papers that you file, right? I don't know anything about this. (laughs) It's a refund. I always think like the money is returned to you, but it's a refund. But people are expecting a big tax refund and they mentally start to spend that money or they spend that money on credit thinking they'll be able to pay it off. And it's like Michael Scott with his fur coat that he buys And then somebody throws fake blood on it at the Burlington Coat Factory. You guys know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Don't spend money unless you have it in your hot little hand or in it if it's in your bank account. Because if things don't turn out the way that you want them to, you can end up in a bind and you don't want to be that person. So have cash in hand, have money in the bank before you decide to make big purchases or set up a savings goal. Start learning to say no to yourself and start learning to say yes to your future self because the only money your future self has is the money that you are sending her. So delayed gratification, my friends. Everybody struggles with this in one area 
or another, right? Like I'm a fat person. Obviously I have struggled (laughs) with delayed gratification. Um, but oftentimes that is seen in money and we want what we want and we want it right now. And that's normal, but we don't want to be normal. We want to be debt free. Right now I am saving up college tuition and there are lots of things that come before my eyes that I would rather spend money on than classes, (laughs) to be honest. But I know how much better my future will be and my family's future will be when I finish up this freaking degree. So... I can say no to crumble right now. So let's talk about making some savings goals. I got this comment on my YouTube channel years ago, and it is something that has stuck with me. And it said this, budgeting is so overwhelming, simple in theory, in versus out, but so, so, so overwhelming. We just had our fourth baby. And now there are so many things I want for our family, college, trips, home improvements, activities. How do I go about setting these goals? How do you know how much to set aside? I've started vaguely tracking my spending for this month, but just to see where my money is going. I guess it's as good of a start as any. And yes, I do agree that tracking your money is as good of a start as any. In fact, I think it's a great start. $10,000 a year is just $27.40 a day, which is a DoorDash delivery, guys. It adds up so fast. And we really can tell where our priorities lie when we track our spending. So it's a great start. And this is a great question. And it's good to track where your money is going, but it's better to budget your money before you even spend it. So if you're not budgeting on a regular basis, it can be hard and very overwhelming. But I feel like sitting down and making a budget brings a level of peace to most situations. Uh, We use an app to do our budget and track our spending. We use the every dollar app, which I don't love, but it's free. Uh, We get off track budgeting for a while, um, the end of 2022, but we're back at it. I can tell you the sanity that it brings when we get back into that budgeting rhythm, how good it feels to be into a routine. And it's been refreshing to get back on the same page and for Jason and I to hold each other accountable and, you know, to have that weekly paycheck budget. I believe budgeting by paycheck works better for our family. He gets paid every week. I pay myself twice a month. Actually, right now I don't pay myself anything because it all goes to college, but sitting down and doing that weekly budget really does help us connect to our spending and connect to each other. Um, But look at those short-term versus long-term goals. There are so many things that you want for your family. There are so many things that I want for my family. And so I do short-term, long-term planning. So short-term goals would be things like um, save money to register my kids for summer camp, um, save money to register my kids for any karate, karate tournaments they want to do, And then long-term goals would be things like saving money in their college 529s. So short-terms are things that are going to happen in the next year. And long-term are things that are going to happen five years or longer. So that's how I look at it. I have my five to 10-year goals and I have my six-month to one-year goals. Honestly, we need to have priority when it comes to our savings, just like we need to have priority when it comes to our 
spending. So one of the things that we prioritize is education. That's the first thing that we did when we got out of debt was we set up 529 accounts for our kids. This was before we even started paying, uh, saving a down payment for our house. And we felt so strongly about this because one of the burdens we had was student loan debt. And it really was the bulk of our debt. So we wanted to give our kids that advantage. We're not going to be able to pay 100% of their education, but we'll be able to do something to help them. So really, the second thing is to prioritize those wants versus needs and to sit down and make a list of all of the things that you want and all of the things that you need. So I use the example of home improvement. You may want to replace your kitchen cabinets, but they're if they're in good shape, you don't need to do that. But you may need to replace a leaky toilet. And so you're going to prioritize that leak that's, you know, potentially compromising the health and safety of your bathroom over something that is just aesthetic. And this is the struggle of adulthood. This is the tension of adulthood, saying no to the things that we really want because we really need something better or we really want something in the future that is going to be better. I really want to go to Disney right now. Actually, I don't. I'm just using that as an example. I could never go to Disney again and be completely fine, guys. It's hot and crowded. But I may want to go on vacation, but I want to not have to work the rest of my life more. I hope that helps and that it wasn't completely confusing. Just word salad. Um, But that wraps up today's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging in there and being a part of this conversation. And thank you to everyone who has left a review. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, you can swipe over the artwork and leave a review. And that is how people find the show. And we can continue to spread this message of freedom and hope in debt freedom and making good financial choices and learning how to make good financial choices regardless of your background. Because I do believe that, that regardless of what our past or even our present circumstances are, we can make one small change that can make a huge lasting impact when it comes to our personal finances. So again, thank you. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Lydia Sin. You can also find me at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast where you will find this and any episode that you might have missed. So be sure to check those out. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon.